0: No one is born an expert. No one rides a bike perfectly for the first time, no one cooks an egg properly the first time or even the 99th time in my personal case. And sure, there are prodigies like Mozart or Picasso, but even they had to work their way towards mastering their crafts. Everybody starts somewhere at some point bad and slow, but with enough time and the right strategy, you can work towards that expert level. In B2B SaaS, you are constantly training yourself or others to be more effective operators. And sometimes with certain tasks, you may not be riding a bike or cooking eggs, but you are figuring out the best posting strategy and how to be effective on sales calls, and sometimes a certain task helps if you have a guide to get there faster. And because learning is a tedious process, folks like Chris Ronzio have made it their mission to make it easier. As Trainual CEO, Chris serves the need to simplify processes and make things easier for people to learn, train, and monitor their process of teams and organizations. In this episode, Chris gives us tips on how to train our teams and scale up their skills to meet their highest potential. All that and more coming up next. From Paddle, it's Protect the Hustle, where we explore the truth behind the strategy and tactics of B2B SaaS growth to make you an outstanding operator. On today's episode, Chris Ronzio dives deep on training. We talk about the importance of training, designing workflows, creating training infrastructure, tracking progress and accountability, and of course, the future of training. After you finish the episode, check out the show notes for an in-depth field guide that will make you a better operator.
1: So my name is Chris Ronzio. I'm CEO of Trainual, which is the modern online training manual.
0: There we go. There you go. I like that. That's awesome. Training, just to get right into it, training... Is insanely important, and I feel like you don't realize it until it's a little too late in yeah. most organizations. Yeah. Like, so maybe like someone who like studies this every day. Like, wh- Why is training so important? Like, I feel like it's obvious, but like, why is it so important to like take it seriously?
1: Yeah, training is like tightening the wheels on your bike or something so that they don't yeah. fall off when you start to go really fast. Okay. And I like I, I've talked to a lot of companies that are growing and as they scale, they have to hire people and they have they sort of lose touch with the work that's getting done. And if you don't have good training, then the business kind of just gets away from you. And so training is the glue that keeps everything together.
0: It's like daunting yeah. to like start a training program, right? Yeah. Like I intuitively understand like, oh, we document things in like engineering because... You know, when you go to look at that code, you want to understand what's right. going on, right? And in sales, you might have like, you know, a sales like spreadsheet or something like that. But when it comes to like training, all of a sudden I have to hire an L&D person, like all these other yeah. things. Like, is that why it's so daunting is because we've we've made it this big thing in our mind?
1: Well, I think it's a couple of things. First, it's never urgent. You know, you never set out to do training because it's yeah. the thing you have to do unless you've got someone that's starting tomorrow and you're like, crap, I need to, tra- I to tra- train train them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but having a training program is never urgent. So it always takes a backseat to other things. And then I think people stress themselves out because they think they need to create all this process. They need to create things when training is really about just capturing what exists because your business already operates. You do things a certain way. And so if you think about it more as capturing the processes that exist instead of creating something from scratch it's less daunting
0: so if we were to start like a training program or I guess it sounds like don't even call it a training program like by what you're saying yeah. but we were gonna go into and this is very like present preparation for us because I think I explained this to you like a yeah. month ago like yeah. this is like everything we're thinking about 2019 when it comes to people ops like What do we do? Like, what are the steps? Like, where do you start? Yeah, like, where do we start? Where do we go? What's the, like, you know, basically I want free advice. Like, (laughs) like we need a training program at ProfitWell. Like, what do we do? And and what
1: are the important pieces? Yes, number one thing you have to do is architect it out. From the beginning, it's the design is so important because you need to know just at a high level what are the different departments in the organization, what are the different roles that you have, and then what does everyone need to know, and then what do they need to know at a department level, and what do they need to know at a role level. So it should be pretty simple. But I always tell people to start with just the orientation. The the everybody comes into your company and needs to learn why you started this like if we were sitting down and you're telling me the founding story about you know back in 2010 yeah. or 12 yeah. when the web yeah. didn't really exist and <laughs> but like you know like whatever that we story discovered is, fire yeah, yeah 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 that people can like resonate with and connect with you know capture that first because that's important for everyone Interesting core values the mission the vision the market who are your competitors those things that just add context to sure. every employee that's where to start Got it. Then you go department by department and you say, what are the things that every role needs to know? What's the function in the business? And let's train that. Like, How do we collect money? Or how do we get customers? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And then you go down into the role level and you say, your specific responsibilities are this, and this is what we expect, and this is how we know if you're doing a good job. Because your training is really just meant to be a reference for them to go back on mm-hmm. and for you as a manager and the employee to reconcile if they're doing a good job. Got it. It's for you to capture the Best practices of what you know about the business or the department leader, and then for the employee to receive that and give the feedback loop of yes, I get it. I, I've checked off on this.
0: You brought up something interesting there. So I take a you know a spreadsheet or like you know, some sort of document, and I figure out, okay, orientation, this is what I want everyone to know about the company department role, like just like you said, like I I at least have like one line and a little paragraph on like everything, right? Now I have to actually like create that values training, right? And I think this is where I get caught up the most because I think I can intuitively sit back and go, okay, cool, like I want everyone to know the values, the mission, competitors, all that kind of stuff. But then it's like, okay, do we create a deck? Do we have an interactive program? Is it a podcast we've thought of? Like there's all these different things we can do and because everyone learns a little bit differently, do we do a test? Is a test too intense? Like, like how do I design a module? So let's say we're designing a module, if you will, or okay. whatever you guys call it, a training. Like, how do we, how do we then do that
1: part? Okay. So if you're sitting down and you want to design like the culture deck or this, sure. the thing that's just teaching everyone your values. Yeah. Um, Maybe a great place to start would just be a simple video of you saying, here's an introduction to our values with some text underneath that so that people can watch the video or if they're just scanning through, they can still search and find the text that goes with that video. But I say start simple. So shoot a video if it's something that you need to connect. So don't worry about like
0: outlining all this stuff. Just like just shoot it. You and I like you asking me what are our values. I'm just going to go through it. Like, put it up there, get some text. The best
1: way to create training is to record it as you're doing it once. So we we use a hashtag, explain it once or train it once, you know, because if if you hired someone today and you're going to hire 100 more people just like that, why not just capture what you're training that person on so that you don't have to do it 99 more times?
0: Yeah. Because some things get a little technical, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, values. I mean, you can go through it and you can be like, this is this and this is what it means. But let's say we're training people on... I don't know how to write an email, or how we collect payments, or yeah. stuff like that, where there's like steps, right? Yeah. Do you do the video and do screencasts and all that kind of fun? Or uh, yeah, screencast the process and then go back and maybe make it a little bit more rigorous? Like, yeah, how do you, you can think add about detail.
1: That? And there's kind of a framework you can use for any process or policy that you're trying to train. Sure. You know, at the very top, it's what's the reason for this? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Why am I training you on this? Because then it sets up an expectation. The person understands why they're being assigned something. Like I used to hate homework in school. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but if the teachers said, here's why we're learning this or here's here's the purpose behind it, it, it all goes into this bigger vision. Then I felt better about the homework because yes, I feel yes, like yes. I'm I'm working on something for the semester, you know? Yeah. So you give the context of why am I training you on this? And then there's some other things like what software or tools do you need to use? Are there certain templates or files you need to reference to do this? What's the frequency that you're going through this thing? How often is it done? Is it a weekly thing? Is it a daily sure. thing? How long does the thing take? Is it a five minute task? Is it a 20 minute task? Mm-hmm. Just that framework of explaining what the process is, is a really great way to introduce it. Sure. So you you get in the habit of describing that at the beginning and then you say, now here we go. You know That was the over. That's the intro paragraph. And now here's how to do it.
0: If you continue to take this down this path, it's kind of an ironic problem where you start a wiki, basically, right? Because then you're like, oh, here's training on all of these different things. So is there a point, is there like a sweet spot where you're like, well, like we don't want to make it just any basic thing, like log into a browser, right? You know, but we also. You know, we don't want it to be a six week course necessarily, unless like that's really important and we're hiring, you know, 70 people a week, that kind of a thing. So how do you, how do you figure out like what should be a training Versus maybe that's a wiki article or you know what like how do you reconcile yeah.
1: that? So we handle it where you decide whether you want to track completions of a certain thing because yeah. some of the things that you're training, you do want to sign off that says yes, they were trained on this. this mm-hmm. is the time and date stamp and maybe I even want to train them again every 60 days or every that's 365 right. days. So you when you're creating it say, is this something I want to track? If it's not, then it's just reference and it's there. it is a wiki. it's searchable just like that's any right. of those other things. Um, but what's missing from a lot of wiki products, is the accountability of did they read this you know you can you can have it in the wiki for someone to reference but you can't track if they've gone through it when it was last updated when the last time they saw it was Um, and that's more training
0: is the accountability aspect like because testing is something you can do right yeah is it good to test is it like do you do just like hey you know do you track how much they read like how do you how do you get that accountability because because the idea of like oh, they got to the end and clicked a button and like were trained doesn't feel great, right? Right. Like how do you, what's the best way to do accountability?
1: Right. I mean, it's kind of like a paper document that you just scan past the first 20 pages and sign the end of it. You know, you don't want that. So we lay out where every step you have to mark complete to progress through the step. So it's a little more like a driver training test or something where you've got to go through it. And it gives you that extra accountability where if you put something like your handbook or your policies in there, instead of just signing off in the end, you're signing off on, every individual policy so that helps because someone can put it down and come back to it testing is super important though so particularly for anything that you know if if you've got a certain sales strategy or an approach you take with your customers or you've got certain people that are culture fits or values fits Mm -hmm. and you want to weed that out then a test is perfect for that so you can do multiple choice or survey based tests in our system and i don't recommend doing a lot of it but it's it's good as just a A checkpoint. Maybe on like the really important Yeah, at least at the end of your orientation and maybe to certify you in a particular position in the company or before you get a promotion, there's a test, something like that.
0: Yeah. No, it's like, it's just super interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's just so many layers. And and this is, I mean, it's a weird balance, right? Because you're like, you're identifying this as part of the problem. Like we put this way too up on a pedestal, like. Oh I got to create a syllabus and a curriculum like it's a course you know in high school or college right and then on the other end we're sitting there and we're like no 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 just just do a quick thing first, yeah. you know, just do a quick thing. We all
1: do something. it. Like we're training anyway, you know, put somebody it. comes up yeah. behind your shoulder and you explain something to them with the computer. Yeah. So why not just hit the little record button while you're doing that, That's you so know, or you write an email to somebody. Why not just copy and paste that text of what just you had to show right. someone anyway, you know?
0: Yeah. And how do you get a company on board? And I presume this is, I mean, there's, there's kind of a double end question here, right? Because this is, this is your biggest, probably your barrier It's yeah. not, I mean, there's probably a bunch of feature barriers and things like that. But like, the bigger thing is, like, are they a training organization or are they not? Yeah. Like, How do you inspire that? Or is it more just like, let's just wait until they're ready?
1: You know, there's so many varying degrees of training readiness. You know, some organizations have a particular role that they have to hire 300 field reps for, and they don't use the product for anything else in the organization other than that. You know, or some people have a seasonal business and they're just trying to ramp up a call center every fall or something, and they've got a small utility for the product, and so they just get it right away. Other people wanna sell their business and they want the whole playbook for the entire company, and then it becomes more of a team crowdsourced effort. So it really depends on the motivation behind the material they're creating, sure. um, how, how they tackle it and how quickly they find success.
0: That's interesting, yeah. that's really cool. Why this? Like, why was this like the thing? I know you're a runner. So like you're probably training when you're running.
1: Only newly. Okay, this is a new thing. And it's funny, the parallel between training, like I did a triathlon last year and and yeah. And so the the parallel between this training and the business training has been really cool. Um, The history for me came from my first company. So I had a video production company that did youth sporting events all over the country. So we would find crews in different cities, partner with sports organizations, and then film those championships all around the country. So we had to get really good at onboarding and ramping up tech crews, you yeah. know, camera operators and producers. Um, so it's just tons of documentation and step-by-step processes and SOPs and laminated sheets. And that became ingrained in what I was doing. So I sold that business in 2013 and started consulting, operations consulting for other companies. And it was funny, the training stuff started to percolate again, but in different language. People would say, I want my, the playbook for my company or I want you know, my systems and processes." Everybody goes to a conference and they say, work on your systems and processes. Yeah. or like, work on the business and not in the business. And then you sit down in front of your laptop and you're like, okay, how do I start? Like, how do I work on the business? And so you fire up a Google Doc or something. And I saw that there was this gap between just writing the stuff down and actually delivering it scalably to your people and taking them through a sequence of here's what I want you to know and the order that I want to show it to you. That's why So that's where the product was born.
0: Because most of us are like, okay, I'm going to create this system of spreadsheets and like get a wiki and like combine it all and like use Google surveys to like do testing and stuff. You're like, no, I'm going to actually create something for this, which is cool. Who do you look up to? Like, what are some of the companies that you're just like, holy cow, that training program is
1: out of control. Good. So, like, they have a great internal training yeah. program. You know, I think it's, that's a hard question because so many of the companies that are getting all the press about their training are focused on external training. Like, we're this big enterprise and we want to supplement all our managers and with this external knowledge but the training we focus on is more internal it's how do you do your job sure. and so the best run company is one that everybody knows their job their role they've got low turnover they're able to grow and maintain their culture and there's so many businesses like that yeah. but they're not as ma- much the household names that totally you know
0: it's like the alignment right because like, i think of when i think of that question i think of like enterprise rent a company yeah like do you, i don't know if you know that a program out of school Where like they have this really tight management program that a lot of people like to go to like right out of school. Like um, when I was at Google, like training was like really deep. But even at Google, it was really surprising because you had some testing, but it was it was a lot of just like ad hoc decks Mm -hmm. that there was just an L&D team. Like there was no like it wasn't as formalized as you would think.
1: Yeah, which should be, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, Zappos has a good training program in terms of just exposure to the business and getting everyone on the phones and then incentivizing people to leave the company. Even they take it that far. And then they've got these milestone based promotions that they set up, which we have a similar feature where people can request access to materials to proactively take on stuff that they want to learn in the system. And I think that's a great way to look at it is just your the contents there. You're not forcing it down people's throats, but it's available to them when they want to be ambitious totally
0: and when you think about like training's future, right? Cuz this is something that's been around forever since, you know, thousands of years ago when someone yeah. was training someone at the like local store or something like that, right? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be some like major breakthroughs in like comprehension that's going to help us like do you fear the whole like universal basic income future or something like that like like what do you think the future is here or is there no future because we're always going to need to train
1: people I think you'll always need to train people, but mm-hmm. it'll get easier in, in on both sides. So it'll get easier to capture the information from the people that have it. Mm-hmm. So if I had a machine, I could hook up to someone's brain and just download them yeah. before they like decide to leave the company. You yeah. know, that's the ideal. That's really and I think cool. we'll get closer to that based on just artificial intelligence, interviewing people and, and almost watching what you're doing on your computer and putting it into natural language. Mm-hmm. So I think documentation will get easier. And then I think on the other end, training will get uh, more effective because like you said at the beginning, people have different styles of learning. And so just in the same way you can shoot a video and have it auto transcribe into text, you'll see that material you've documented starts to be automatically transcribed into different formats that someone can kind of choose their own adventure. So I think you'll have it get easier on both sides. No, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Do you think that if you're going to take this seriously, I, I know like training from just the masses and just putting up a you know camera, but do you think that Is there a point where you should hire someone to be like the chief facilitator for all this?
1: Yeah, I mean, companies that have, you know, that they're growing quickly and they have, they hit 25 or they hit 50 or they hit 100 people. Depending on the industry, they'll hire a director of talent or learning and development or people operations or somebody that puts more uh, intentional effort behind this kind of program. Um, You know, before then, you've got more collaboration. It's just team leaders or people documenting stuff within their own department because it's going to immediately benefit them.
0: That's cool. That might be an interesting growth lever somewhere for you is like plugging into a lot of the wiki type products. Yeah. Cuz I know we started looking at Notion and Notion is great because it allows you to do so much like media yeah, and, and
1: spreadsheets yeah. and tasks Totally, you got everything, everything in there, in there, in there and like yeah. but it doesn't
0: it doesn't act as much like a wiki as we wanted to. And yeah. so there's there's just something that you know might be able to hey, I'm doing all my and this is something that you know was really fascinating is like I'm doing all my personal note and like writing stuff in Evernote apple notes you know mm-hmm. notion taking that as you said i'm already documenting it yeah. and like getting it into like something like train might be yeah. something super interesting yeah i don't know i don't know if there's any juice there but it's like something definitely about. You'll,
1: you'll see some stuff coming out Oh, that's, okay yeah. so this
0: is on the wavelength that's yeah. cool yeah. awesome man well yeah. this is great i appreciate it yeah man. thank you for yeah. having thanks me. for hanging yeah totally A huge shout out to Chris for doing the podcast. Now you know what it takes to implement training at your own company. Today, we talked about the importance of training, designing workflows, creating training infrastructure, tracking progress and accountability, and the future of training in the company. Oh, and if you want to support Paddle and the show, we'd appreciate it if you leave a five-star review of this podcast or the equivalent rating wherever you listen or watch. The podcast gods tend to like that type of thing, and, you know, we like to appease the podcast gods. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to and tell your friends about Protect the Hustle, a podcast from Paddle Recur, the largest, fastest-growing media network dedicated to the world of subscriptions.